Hello, you are now listening to The Process of Becoming. I am Miriam Fatai, your host. And The Process of Becoming, that woman God wants you to be. Trials and tribulations will be a part of your growth. As a believer, you might find yourself asking questions about things you know or have been taught. It is part of the process. It's like refining a diamond. You will learn about yourself and appreciate the power and strength within you. The episodes are based on our daily life challenges, speaking freely about mental health amongst black women, spiritual well-being, abuse, and so much more. So, welcome. Welcome back. I am buzzing and you can tell from my voice that I am still buzzing. So if you haven't listened to episode 14, please go and listen to episode 14 where David and I were talking about overcoming obstacles, achieving goals using his techniques and um, how we can improve our thoughts, the importance of the word that we speak to ourselves. And all of that, really. And you know that on this podcast, the process of becoming is more about talking about, it's, it's about talking about real life issues, you know, things that affect us, how it affects other people, and just reminding you that you're not alone. Whatever journey you're on right now, whether it's healing journey, whether you're trying to find yourself, whether it's self-love, it's self-worth, you're not alone. And there are resources out there for you to use. So please, please, please go listen to episode 14 and then come back and listen to this episode. Or if you want to just dive in, that is absolutely fine. So on this episode, I have David back with me again for another half hour, which my mind is just going boom, boom, boom. And we will be talking about designing our life and setting goals. Personally, I, I never thought, or let me say in the past, I never, I'm not the kind of person that said, oh, this is what I want for my life, or this is what I want to do. I'm more of people tell me where they want me to go, and I just go in that direction. And I'm not going to, to lie, it's it's awful, it's horrible. So, hi, David. Hello, Miriam. Thank you so much for having me again. What a great time we had last time, and I'm just, I'm so excited about this. I'm buzzing. Honestly, if I can fly all the way down to the USA right now, I'll do that, but I can't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, you're back here eventually. Just, just amazing, but thank you so much. I really took a lot of notes from you from the last episode, to be honest. I'm taking actions. Um. And the books that you promised to give us, um, the information. So please, I'll still get that and put them on the footnote. But on this episode, I was hoping you could cover the remaining two part of what you teach as a life coach, which is how to design our lives and setting goals. I would love to. So as, as we said last time, unless you get those first two components, taking responsibility, you've got to take responsibility for making your life what you want it to be and you've got to take charge of your thoughts and words but once you begin working on that then you can begin to actually design the kind of life that you want to live instead of as you said which is what most of us do Mary and what I did for a very long time um, we, we feel like we don't have control um, we don't 
Uh, we're not moving in any particular direction. We're taking whatever comes. Um, and as we said last time, if I just go jump in my car and start driving around, I'm probably not going to end up anywhere good or that I want to be or whatever. But yeah. if I put an, a specific address in my GPS, the chances are much better that I'm going to end up there. And that's what we do when we design a vision for our life. All we're talking about is sitting down with a pen and a piece of paper and asking the big questions in life. Who do I want to be? What do I want to be like? Who do I want to be with? Where do I want to live? What do I want to own? What do I want to contribute to? All of those big questions, what do I want to do with my free time? What sort of health do I want to have? And so we ask those big questions and we just write down uh, this vision of life, uh, the life that we want. Now, some people, uh, people do it differently. Uh, the way I did it was to write it down as sort of a day in the life story. And I began with, you know, I wake up in the morning and, and I described the room I was in, who I was with, my wife, um, you know, my home, uh, what I was going to do that day, uh, what I was driving all of those things as specifically as you can, the more specific yeah. you can be, the better it works. Um, and so write out your vision, but here's the key thing. A lot of people may write out some, a vision or some goals and then put it on the shelf and that's not going to work. What we teach is to write your vision very clearly, specifically, and then read it every single morning at least in the morning, if not at night, and a whole other conversation we could have about morning routines, when we should get up, what we should do with morning routines, that's a whole other thing. But part of your morning routine should be connecting with your vision. And there's a couple of reasons that that's important. Number one, because it motivates you. One of the reasons that we lose steam and lose motivation and stop taking action is because we get disconnected from our why. Why do I want this? What am I trying to accomplish? And we put our heads down and all we can see are the, 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 the task and the jobs and the projects of the day to day. And that's very disheartening. So in the morning, we read our vision and we reconnect with this amazing life that we're creating as we're taking action that helps us to stay motivated. And then the other thing that it does, it helps our brain, as we talked about on the last episode, it helps our brain to be looking for things in the world that can help us attain our goal. Um, and so it helps us see things that we would not otherwise have seen because we've got our vision firmly in our mind. And as we do that, we're going to be seeing things in the world to help that we never would have seen before. I'm taking it in. So it's like um, people will say the universe is working for them. Yes, and I believe that. And I, I believe that God made the universe in a way that works for people. But I believe, Miriam, that there is, there is, um, there's a degree of know-how when it comes to helping the universe work for you. And, and this is one of those examples. You know, um, the universe is going to work for you 
when you know how to take the proper kind of action. It's not going to work for you if you're lying in bed and not doing anything. It's not going to work for you if you're trying to manipulate uh, and cheat your way to the top. It's going to work against you. But it will definitely work for you when you know how to think the right way and take the right action. We have to do the work. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that, you know, that involves all, all sorts of action taking and things. I, I will, if I can share a story, Miriam, about yes, someone please. in my family. Mm-hmm. And she and I talk about this stuff all the time. And her main goal in life, as is mine, is to visit the United Kingdom. This is something that she wants to do more than anything. And so do I, Miriam. I just, I want to come to the UK more than I can, I can tell you. But um, so anyway, she wants to come to the UK. And so she gets discouraged because she has four children, four young children. Three of them have special needs and her family doesn't have a lot of money. And so a two week trip to the UK with just her and her husband looks like an impossibility. And one day she said to me, I'm just going to quit thinking about it. I'm going to quit talking about it. I'm not even going to try to make it happen because it's not going to happen. And I'm just going to get sad. I said, listen, stop. That's the opposite of what you need to do. You need to talk about it all the time. You need to to think about it all the time. You need to put your desire to go to the United Kingdom out into the world every chance you get. Miriam, I kid you not, and I'm getting chills thinking about it. She did that, Miriam, and it was not it was no time at all that somebody came up to her and said, I've heard you talk about wanting to go to the United Kingdom for two weeks. I will keep your children <laughs> for two weeks so you can go to the United Kingdom. Somebody else has offered to pay for their plane ticket. So they can go to the UK, Miriam. It's all coming together, but it's coming together because she's thinking positively about it. She's keeping it as a vision and she's putting it out into the world so that resources are being attracted to her, Miriam. That's how it's done. Oh, wow. Positive affirmations. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it works. Yes. You know what you just said? So, um, don't laugh. You're not allowed to laugh. Um, I don't drive. And okay. my son and I, we've been having this conversation. So, I showed him a car that I really, really like. And I've said to people around me that when I start driving, when is my time to drive? That's going to be my first car. I don't know. I, I checked the price. It's a bit pricey, but I know that is going to be my first car. So I yes. showed my son the car. He showed me different cars. And I said to him, babe, no, this is going to be our car. And earlier today, I went to pick him up from school. And uh, that, <laughs> that brought fast. And my son was screaming, mommy, that's your car. Mommy, that's your car. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's how it works. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, mom, look, that's your car, the black one. So I, I'm like, yes, babe, that's mommy's car. I and love so, it. The way you've just said it, as you were sharing the story, I'm not going to lie, I was just smiling. Like yes. my, my, my face was so lit up. So I'm going to keep saying that's my car every time. Oh, that is my Absolutely. car. Absolutely. That's my car. That's Absolutely. And, and Mary, what you've done now, you've got your two things. You've got your son to do it. So now you've empowered.
impressed upon him the power of positive words and thoughts and beliefs and optimism. So now you're raising him that way. How That's going to set him up so well. But you've also brought him into your wish and desire. And when we come together on it, when we when we think together on it and put that energy out, it makes it even more likely to happen. It would happen because... Listen, the boys got ideas. It was saying, and you're going to take me to school, and I'm going to sit at the back. It was. I love it. <laughs> He's just four years old, and it was I love it. All the things you know that I can take us to the beach, and I would tell my friends in school that this is my mom. She's the best. Listen, I, I got butterflies just listening. To I you. love it. Oh my god, but. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Let me keep a family in this car. It's going to happen one way or the other. Thank you. Sure. What's amazing, Mary, about your story, you know, if you would tell that story, uh, tell your desire for that car, Miriam, and how pricey it is and all that, most adults would shoot it down. Most adults would say to you, you can't do that. You'll never afford that. That's way too expensive. You shouldn't want that anyway. You know, as adults, we can be so negative and so pessimistic but your son he doesn't he hasn't learned that pessimism yet and you and and adults you and i and the rest of us we need to unlearn it so that we're much more positive and empowered i didn't think about it that way you know i didn't i didn't think about it that way wow interesting interesting thank you david yes ma'am Oh, oh wow! So, so, so we're talking about designing our lives, um, and it's all coming together. You know, taking responsibilities, our thoughts, our words—it all, it all becomes part of our life. You mentioned something earlier, and I wanted to take you back to that. And you were talking about vision board, the power of—you didn't say vision board. You said write down your vision. And um, you said he's not the one you put on the shelf. And I, I do have some questions because I am one of those people who do vision boards. Yes. I used to be in the network marketing industries for six years. So vision board used to be a big part of our business. Yes. And um, recently I became a single parent and vision board. I've never done a vision board with my son. So mm. this is the first time I did the vision board with my son. I love it. So it wasn't, thank you. So it wasn't just about me, um, what I want or what I felt like I need. It was also me asking him what he sees for himself. Um, you know, they, it's just the key. But the things that say do matter as well. He was yes. telling me how he wanted his room to look. So we had to put all of that on the vision board and placed it in our room. But I look at it once a day. I don't read it out, but I look at it and I just tick off, you know, um, the little, little goals that I have on it. But I love the idea of actually reading it every morning. Um, that is motivation on its own for me. I've never yes. done that, but I will start doing that before. I will actually do that before I go to bed tonight. So thank you for that idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was just thinking about vision boards, too. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of ways to do them. You can do it on a physical board. You can do it on your computer. Uh, that way you can change things around because, Miriam, as you know, visions, <coughs> excuse me, visions are changing things. You know, my vision today is even different than it was five years ago. Um, so you, you, we're welcome. to. It's not written in stone. 
but you can do it on your a vision board on your computer so you can put on pictures take pictures off whatever um but a vision board is a super powerful tool and if i may i've got a very quick story about that so when my life was really really miserable which was for a very long time as an adult i was very unhappy uh, I would sleep in as long as I could. I, I loved to sleep in because I didn't want to get up and face the day. I was miserable and I didn't want to be conscious. I wanted to sleep as much as I could. So I would get up as late as I could. Well, so then when I started doing personal growth, I started getting up earlier. But, you know, it was like, I don't know, six or seven or something like that. It was better. But um, so I just got I was working on my vision board one day and I got this idea that I need to start getting up at five o'clock. And when that idea came to me, my brain immediately said, have you lost your mind? (laughs) Five o'clock? I mean, I I wish I could express to you how out of bounds that thought was for me that I could be a person that would get up that early. But I thought, listen, for some reason, and (laughs) and I think this is crucial. I think there's a lesson here. I thought there's some reason that that time came up in my brain. There's some reason that I thought of that. So I put it on my vision board. Even with it on my vision board, I did not believe it would ever happen. But I I kid you not, I don't know how long it was. It wasn't that long. After I had put that on my vision board, I automatically, without even trying, began to get up at 5 o'clock. Now I get up at 4.15 every morning, and I absolutely love it. Now, my point is not that everybody has to get up early. That's not my point. People are different. My point is that even if you think there's something that you want that is impossible, put it in your vision, put it on your vision board, and if you will take action, you will be shocked at how many things come true for you. Fantastic. Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, there's something I need to go put on my vision. Miriam, you can do this. Thank you. You can. You can do this. Okay. You can. I think we're covering this gradually, which is really good. So that is on designing your life. I've taken a lot of notes. The vision birds, setting reminders. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Okay, um, let's move. Can we move to the goals? Sure. Because vision and goals are kind of tied to each other. That definitely. So there's a couple of ways to do it. Um, you can do goals first and then use the goals to write your vision, or you can mm. do your vision and then take the different elements of the vision and make goals. There's no, no set way to do it. Uh, also, part of this conversation uh, is um, is determining your three core values. Um, my three core values are faith, family, and growth. Um, and I encourage everybody uh, to determine their three core values. One way to do that is to go, uh, James Clear uh, has an article. If you Google James Clear uh, core values, he's got a list of 50 values. And by process of elimination, you can go through those values and eliminate all of them but three. And when you've done that, you have your three core values. And your core values help you decide everything about your vision and your goals. In other words, I'm not going to put something in my vision 
that is against my core values. And so it all works together. Values, vision, and goals all work together. So when it comes to goal setting, what I teach people is this. Choose the one goal that's going to have the biggest impact on your life. And this is going to be different for all of us. So choose the one goal that's going to have the biggest impact on the rest of your life, right? What we want to do is to start out with the one goal that's going to make everything else better and everything else easier, right? So for some people, it might be their health. For some people, it could be spiritual. For some people, it could be money. It could be marriage, whatever, whatever it is for you. But determine what that one goal is. Mm-hmm. And then we, we have to write it correctly. So I want to lose weight is not a goal. I want to, more, to make more money is not a goal. Um, you know, I want um, even I want a great relationship with my spouse is not a goal. And the reason that it's not a goal is because it involves the cooperation of people that you cannot control. control. One thing I encourage people not to do, never make a goal that requires the cooperation of somebody else. So oh. I had a client several years, a couple of years ago, and she said that she wanted her goal to be, um, I want a great relationship with my daughter. And I said, that's a terrible goal. It's a terrible goal for two reasons. Number one, it's a terrible goal because it's not specific. And number two, it's a terrible goal because it requires her cooperation. To have a great relationship with your daughter, you on board. And she may not be, and she wasn't. And so I said, if you want to make that a goal, then make this a goal. I am committed to becoming the best mother to my daughter that I can be by doing, and then we name three things, this, this, and this. Yeah. That is a good, that's a good goal. Does that make sense? It does make sense because now she is in control. Of She's in how, control. Yes. Yeah. yes. She can, she can control the outcome of that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, we all know about smart goals um, and I teach smart goals a little bit differently. Um, so the S in smart, when it comes to goals, of course, is specific and you've got to make your goal as specific as possible. How much money do you want to make? How much weight do you want to lose? Um, how much do you want to exercise? Whatever. Be specific. People are afraid to be specific because they think, well, what if I don't do it? Then I feel bad about myself. And there's ways that we teach to work around that. But if you don't make it specific, you don't know if you got there or not. And so it's got to be specific. You got to have numbers in it. The M in SMART stands for measurable. Um, And so it's got to be measurable. You've got to be able to say, yes, I lost 10 pounds. Yes, I make $1,000 or 1,000 pounds more a month. Yes, um, I exercise 50 minutes a day, right? You've got to be able to measure it or you don't know if you did it or not. And then the A um, in, um, in SMART stands for aligned. And that means that you have to make sure that your goal is aligned with your vision and your values, because if it isn't, you're going to experience conflict and then you're not, something's going to give, either you're not going to get your vision or you're not going to get your goal. The R in SMART uh, stands for realistic. And I tell people just to throw it out because I want people to set big, scary, audacious goals. So let's forget realistic. Um, and then the T stands for time limited. 
And so that means we're going to put a time on it. I'm going to accomplish this goal by this time. And again, people are scared to do that because they say, what if I don't do it by that time? That's okay. If you put a time limit on it, whatever you do accomplish is going to be more than you would have accomplished. And so even if you don't get it all done, you're going to get more done. And so if you don't do it all, then we set a new goal with a new time limit and we get started. Um, and then, of course, and I apologize for rambling, but just uh, it, this is essential. Um, the last part of that is to uh, is to take action immediately to take the first action on your action plan to accomplish your goal. Do it immediately or chances are you're never going to do it. That's true, though. Chances are you're never going to do it. Absolutely. Oh, wow. I have really, really enjoyed this episode and the previous ones. And thank you for the knowledge you're sharing with all of us because you're sharing it with so many people right now. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate that. And I want to say, if I haven't already, um, I don't teach anything that I have not done. And the reason I say that is because this is not theory. This is not something I learned in a book. Um, well, I, I did learn a lot of it in a book, but then I did it and it worked. But this is not just something I learned in a classroom. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've talked about in these episodes is what I have done and it's worked. I've taught it to my students and clients. It works for them. And so the reason I say that is because if your listeners will do it, don't dismiss it by saying, well, this is all theory. This is not going to work for me. It does work if you put it into practice. Yeah. Yeah. You have to put in the work. A hundred percent. There is no corners to, to being a better version of yourself. There is no corners to self-love, self-worth. There is no corners to healing. There is no corners to being successful. You have to put in the work. Absolutely. There's no shortcut, no way no. around it. Absolutely. No. no, you have to put it. And I think that's what scares people the most, the work. It, it definitely is. And, and I'll be honest with you, it scared me. And, and there, you know, I just, I just kind of up leveled my business and I got a coach. I've had a million of them, but I got a coach for my business and I almost didn't do it, Marion, because I knew he was going to ask me to do some things that I was scared to do. Yeah. This has just been recently. And so I'm still dealing with this stuff. Um, and so I almost didn't hire him because I was scared to do what I knew he would say to do. I can tell you, Miriam, that in the in less than a month that I've had this coach and spent this money and done the things that I was scared to do, my business has completely been transformed. And so, yes, the work is scary, but all you have to do is a little bit at a time. If you have someone like a coach, a mentor, a friend to help you with it, it makes it much easier and much more doable. But you are not alone and you're not the first person who ever had to jump in and get started, but it's always the best option. It's always the right thing is to take action. Take action. Take action. I second that. Thank you so much, David. Um, this, is, this, this has been amazing, honestly. Thank you so much. And I'm so sure that our listeners have also enjoyed this, will enjoy this whenever they listen to this because I am enjoying it and I will still go back at least four times 
before I go to bed to listen to um, <laughs> to listen to this episode. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning listening to this episode again. Um, so yes, thank you. But I don't know if you have anything you want to share with us. Um, any more tips? Any advice that you want to share with us before we round up on this episode? I think the main thing is is and and we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. The main thing is persistence. Um, you know, I I was um at my heaviest. I was a hundred pounds overweight, um, and I tried everything under the sun to lose weight. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it, but I was never able to keep it off until finally I was able to keep it off. And there was nothing magical. There was nothing, you know, no secret formula. What worked, Miriam, was never stop, never quitting. I, I tried and failed weight loss plans a hundred times and it never stuck until it did. But if I had given up the time before that, I would never have lost the weight and I've kept it off. But why did why did I take it off? Because I did not quit. Never, ever quit because success is out there. You will get there if you do not quit. Do whatever it takes to never quit. Amazing. Amazing. Keep going. Keep driving, everybody. Um, we've got this. Whatever journey you're on, you've got this. And, woo! What an amazing 30 minutes. Um, honestly, it's just, I'm, I'm blown away. So thank you so much, David. Um, again, guys, um, I promise to put the information on the footnotes. Please have a look on the footnote. Share this podcast. It's how, is it the algorithm? But that's how we get more visibility. Share. If this has blessed you, please share so it can bless someone else as well. Follow us on Instagram, the process of becoming one on Instagram. Tag me, tag me in some of the podcasts or episodes that you have listened to. And please do follow David on Facebook. His name is David Price. You know how Price as in P-R-I-C-E. Yes. Find David Price on Facebook. If you want to work with him, he is a life coach. Uh, if you want to work with him, please reach out to him directly. I'm also going to leave his social media handle on the footnotes. But, and I would leave the books. I will get in touch with him tonight and get details of the books that he mentioned. Uh, University of Success. I am quite interested in that personally. Uh, but yes, yes, that is it from me and David tonight. And thank you for tuning in. Well, I keep saying tonight. Because it's 11 p.m. here in the UK and 6 p.m. in the USA, I think. Am I right? That's correct. Yes. So you can see it's night here. Uh, we're recording this at night, uh, evening over there. But whenever, whatever time you're listening to this, I just want to say thank you for giving us another 30 minutes of your time to just listen to what we have to say and encourage you. And until the next episode, you do have a blessed day. Bye, guys. Okay.